You just gotta press a button for the intro. Hopefully it's what it should be. It's your boys. We back. Your boys at Fantasy in Session. Today is August 16th, 2019, and the culture pushers are here. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure you subscribe and give us a like, and we want to thank you for all the support. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. How about y'all? I'm good. I'm great. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. TGIF, but it's not really because I work retail, but whatever. Um, Friday for me, but it's over. Yeah, yeah. Weekend football is on. I'm gonna go get watch some of these games that we're missing right now. I got the, yes, uh, I got one of them on right now. I got the Giants on right now, so I'm watching yeah. that background. I think that's what I'm watching right now too. Pretty Thanks good, man. Awesome. So <clears throat> today is a special episode. We're going to actually get into what the what the podcast is going to be focused on this year, which is our um, dynasty league. Our first year, it's a super flex league. Like I said before, it's the first year of it. It's a tight end premium. One point, uh, tight end premium means instead of the the .5 that every other player gets for receptions, they get a whole point just to make the tight end um, position more relevant, I guess you say. But before we get to all that, we're going to, of course, get into the news from the week or since the last episode, so as of today, before we went live, Josh Gordon is back, reinstated as of today. How y'all fellas feel about that? That shit is crazy, man. I really didn't, I really didn't see him coming back, bro. But yeah, he was here. He's back, you know. Shout yeah. out to people who drafted him. So yeah, my so thing is, is he like fully back, or is he like, is he going to be? Is it suspension coming? Uh, I, th- I still think it is. Um, I feel like they would have said that in the article. I've been kind of looking it up, and I haven't seen anything like that. So I think – I mean, he just reinstated to the league, so he still might get some type of suspension. So we got to wait and see for that. But he's going at uh, 12.04 right now, so he's pretty much free in draft. So that might rise a little bit now. But well, I bet come tomorrow morning, he'll probably be way higher than 12.04. Yeah, yeah. Once the hype train, once the Twitter hype train get a hold of him, it's, it's going out of the roof. Be he's like, going to like the twenty. He went like the twentieth round in our dynasty. So yeah, he's going to be. I bet he'd be. I bet before 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 Monday, he's in like the sixth round. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. All the people get the boxing this weekend, and they hear all the news of Josh Gordon being back, and he attached oh, to Tom Brady. You know, people love Tom Brady. Yeah. If he's not suspended, yeah. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, I, I want to hear more about it. Like I said, it just happened before we went live, so we'll wait to hear more. I'm pretty sure we'll have more on the next episode. And Harry had multiple injuries too. Who, yeah. Josh Gordon? No, Harry, the wide receiver for the kill. Harry, yeah. Oh, Nikhil Harry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I'm not really too big in um, rookie wide receivers anyway, so I really wasn't expecting too much from him this year anyway. At least not until like the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On to our second bit of news, reported from Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers. He confirms that Keenan Allen is dealing with an ankle injury. Top, on top of that, a sore knee. But he says uh, the ankle injury happened Wednesday. Uh, Keenan Allen is still trying to be on track to start week one. I know that is a blow to a lot of uh, people who drafted him within the first two rounds, um, I guess, prior to this news coming out. How do y'all feel about that? Is the injury prone Keenan Allen back? Uh, I'm not really too worried about it right now. Um, they said it was a minor ankle injury, so it's probably like a low ankle sprain. So I think he'll be back, but I'm not worried. Sore basically. knee though. Yeah, sore knee too. Sore knee too. So I guess yeah, I mean, as a Keenan owner, I'm like, nah, on top. No, nah, I ain't worried about it. Inside, I'm kind of worried about like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you never want to see that report where your, you know, fucking um receivers injured or any players injured, but this is something. I'm looking from it from an objective lens. I don't. I'm not really buying. I'm not really too worried. I mean, he's still got like three weeks until the season starts. So. I just I just know this is some people's, like, this is their first wide receiver. If they took a, a running back in the first round or, or the first two rounds and they true. got him, this is, their, this is their number one wide receiver. So I know that, like, scares a lot of people. Exactly. Um, Let's wait but, and see, though. 
Yeah, just waiting to see until we hear more. I'm pretty sure we won't see him in, in any of these off seasons. So we just hope to see more news about him, especially with uh, Melvin Gordon being out. Uh, Keenan Allen expected to see a big raise, but if he can't be on the field, yeah, definitely. I right. think that 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 Chargers team started to look a little scared. They might have to pay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, our third piece of news coming out of New England: uh, running back Damian Harris, reported by Jeff Howe of the Athletic, reported. He's battling a minor hand-slash-wrist injury. That may explain why we haven't seen much of Harris recently. Kevin Duffy of the Boston Herald reported Monday that Harris has ceded most of New England's first-team reps to running back Sonny Michelle, who has emerged as a pretty clear front-runner in that uh, Patriots backfield. How y'all feel about that, fellas? Um, I mean, it's looking like Sonny Michelle's becoming a value. Uh, a lot of people were worried when Damian Harris was drafted so high in the third round that, you know, there was probably – his job was kind of on the line if he didn't show up. But with this news, man, and you've been hearing reports before this about Sonny Michelle looking good in camp and him being used more in the po- um, passing game. So Definitely. he's going at 410 right now. Game. 410. About the passing game. He's at 410 right now? Yeah, yeah. That's looking like a value right now, man. So we'll see if, that's up if he's. From last week. That's up from last week's. Um, I think he was at like five. Yeah, he's so, been rising a little bit. Where, but where my but my my question is where's James James White? James White. James White is at five oh seven. That might be the value. Seven. Yeah, I mean he's always a value pretty much because like yeah. his role is going to be defined. He's going to get as long as he don't get too much higher than five oh seven. I hope like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, if he goes to the fourth, I'm in definitely yeah. James, probably James, off him in the fifth. Honestly, you offered James White in the fifth. In the right. fifth, yeah, I, I feel like I want, I gotta get him at a value, man, to want him on my team. But if you go wide receiver strong early in the draft, though, that's a good like running back two, like the perfect yeah, running back two. Actually, he's, he's, he's like yeah, the perfect running back two. Because at the five, you could probably, nah, Carson probably gone. Maybe, maybe we can get Carson. He's going in the fourth round now, Chris Carson. So in the fifth round, four oh one, five oh seven. You have James White at five twelve. You have Lamar Miller at six oh one. You have Miles Sanders. Which one would you want? Miles, you said uh, James White, uh, Lamar Miller, and Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. I would probably go Miles Sanders, and we'll get into more about that later on. But it's looking like Miles. Which you want, Javar? Yeah, no, I'm how on Miles just because you already know his answer. Yeah. All right, all right. Better question: James White, Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay. James White, Tevin Coleman, Philip Lindsay. I might lean that Coleman, that Coleman or, or or Lindsay, but I like Coleman wrong, especially with a uh, McKinnon news. So. I will go Coleman. Okay, okay. Well, How about you? Right. I like I like I like James White over that first group of James White, Lamar Miller, Miles Sanders. I like James White. But in the second group, I think I'm gonna go Tevin Coleman too. Yeah, I think yeah, I go, I'll go Tevin Coleman. But I, I'm pretty sure what you said. You had something to t- tell us about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So last week you had mentioned about that. Uh, or not like yeah, last episode yeah, last you had mentioned episode. about Matt Breida, pretty much getting that uh Devontae Freeman role. And um, it sounded good when you said it, but I went back and when I was just more I thought about it. Like, did we forget that Coleman was the running back drafted by Shanahan? And, like, he was the RB1. The, like, he was the starting running back that first game, and he got hurt. Devontae Freeman ran away with the job, bro. He never got that shit back. But I think that he is going to initially get that Devontae Freeman type role where he's just being used because it's in a different scheme. He's in Shanahan's scheme again, so he knows how to properly use this guy. Not saying I don't like Brita. He's still a great sleeper, but I don't think he's going to get that Devin, uh, Devontae Freeman role. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying with that. I'm not buying that. You got to come with a better argument than that because I believe that we've seen the full year. I, as a Falcon fan, have personally seen the full year of Tevin Coleman, and I know he cannot shoulder the load for a whole year by himself. We've seen a full season of it in another system other than Shanahan. And, and top- also, and also, if you, I mean, I know you can't read too much into like preseason reports, but I mean, don't you think we would have heard some type of report about Brita being that? That in that role, or I'm even better, like the ADP doesn't reflect it. Like he's going all the way in the eleventh right now. I, I wouldn't so much look at it as the Freeman Coleman role. I feel like they're gonna have their, you know, it's gonna be an own one-two punch because Britta is talented and Shanahan is gonna use him. Yeah, because I, you know, he can catch pass and he does well in space. And Shanahan loves players. 
that can do all three of those things. So I can see both of them on the field at the same time, 50-50, 60-40. I really don't see a 70-30. Maybe, maybe I think I feel like it's it's in terms of touches. Like I think Coleman's going to get the touches that Freeman was getting and Breida might get the touches that Coleman was getting in Atlanta. Okay. Like they might be used, you know, like you were yeah. saying, like using Coleman more out in space and letting Breida run between the tackles. But yeah. I think in terms of touches, I think Coleman's going to get more touches. I can take that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think we just get, need to see more. Hopefully, um, do they play today or tomorrow? Uh, no, they play Monday night. They play the uh, Broncos. Okay. Hopefully, we see um, at least a little bit more of how that running back split is going to be. Hopefully, because a lot of the quarterbacks of uh, or the first team offense have been playing well into the first quarter. So, hopefully, we get to see a little bit more, more coming from yeah. San Francisco. Uh, I don't know. Be tuned in. You don't play much. They done both been injured a lot. They they career so. They should play a, a few a few drives. Yeah, I mean, just, just, couple, just to see who comes out as a starter, just to see, you know what I'm saying, just stuff like that, just the little things. I think, exactly. I think uh, Matt's still been battling some chess stuff, so maybe not him, but Comey, yeah. Yeah. We'll All see. Right, our next piece of news coming out of Indianapolis. Oh, man, everybody's scared. Uh, Andrew Luck is dealing with a high ankle injury. That's pretty gross. Along with the calf strain, that is putting his week one status into doubt. Indianapolis Colt uh, quarterback, according to the general manager, Chris Ballard, Luck is expected to miss the rest of the preseason games, and his week one status is very much in doubt. The Colts are hoping to have their decision by the end of the third preseason game, which is on Saturday. Then another report came out from... A guy on Twitter, I think a verified guy on Twitter named Zach Keffer. And it said, sounds like the Colts uh, would be date to decide if Andrew Luck is going to be able to start week one has arrived at August 26th, which is next Monday. Mm. Next Monday. So um, two days after the third preseason game against the Bears, and which is which full prep begins for the Chargers. Luck has 12 days to get right. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. This is an injury I really wasn't even paying attention to too much until recently because they've been kind of like letting, you know, a little thing slip that he's not really that healthy. So, um, it's like, it, it, yeah, man. It's, it's like it started, so, it started off like with his calf, and then it's like my neck bone connected to him. Yeah. <laughs> everything, you know what I'm saying? Everything just started hurting on the boy. What happened to him? Yeah, is man. He is he fragile? It's, I swear I was just about to ask that, man. Like, he's been injured a lot, it seems like, man. He ain't got no the offensive line excuse no more. Like, they, I mean, he got sacked, like, the least amount of times last year. So, so with he this, better new- not do this again, man. He better not, bro. <laughs> For the fucking Indianapolis fans and all the Colts skill player owners fans, bro. Like, no. Man, it, it might be, bro. bro. And with this news, do you just, you know, behind the back dribble, pump fake? All the Colts players into the trash, not even drafting. They off your radar. Um, I mean, I kind of they moved down a little bit, like especially Hilton. You know what I mean? I I don't feel more. I don't feel comfortable as comfortable taking them until I, you know find out more about luck. Is you still taking Mac like that? You know what I'm saying? That's what, what, really what you think about Mac, Gabe. I always thought, uh, like I said, Marlon Mack's ceiling was capped by Naheem Hines, and if I think if they have a backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett is a is a capable backup quarterback. Yeah, he, is. he pretty much started yes. the whole season. So I I think I think he's the safest of if Andrew Luck misses Marlon Max though. Yeah, I think definitely Marlon Max is definitely the safest. I think I think he I think he actually gets a, a bump because they're probably gonna run the ball more. They're probably gonna be the, even though Jacoby Brissett is a capable quarterback, I don't see them airing it out as much as they would if Andrew Luck was in the game. Definitely. <laughs> When you say his his ceiling, I feel his ceiling is capped by the flow of the game. If the Colts happen, you know, the defense and what they were last year, Mac, you know, it's not no. really being the game. Not- when I say when I say capped, I mean like we know he's not gonna be catching passes out the backfield. We know like Naheem Hines it's pretty much like I got you. Like got the you. Patriots backfield last year. You know Sony Michelle wasn't gonna catch the ball, so like it, it capped his ceiling. Even though his ceiling probably Sony Michelle's ceiling was pretty still high. Because he was just a top fifteen running back. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No, I had to pay Levine because he wasn't, right? <laughs> oh shit! What was he? 
He was, uh, I think he was like 22 or 20. I mean, because he missed some games in the middle of the year. He didn't play the first game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he didn't catch passes, and that definitely hurt him, hurt the bet. I thought he was going to be using the passing game more. Me too. That that surprised me too. But like I said, that's why that's why I said about the, um, on the break on the sleeper was it a sleeper breakout episode about James White? Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think um, until we see more, until we got the we got the we got a deadline or a timeline on Andrew Luck, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I definitely. If you're drafting anytime soon, don't you take Andrew Luck right now. Like he's going at seven oh three right now. Still his ADP. So. Get somebody else. Matt Ryan's going at 705. Baker's going at 608. I'd rather have both of those guys if you're looking at a quarterback there. Definitely. All right. Um, our last bit of news. Um, the greatest, the GOAT. Yo. Rapper of all time. Boy. Um, on August 13th, the NFL announced that they're entering a partnership with Jay-Z and Rock and Rock Nation. The deal effectively gives Jay-Z a major role in developing one of the most watched concerts in the country. It also includes a social justice uh, partnership between the rapper and and the NFL. Rock Nation and the NFL adds they will be an important role in the NFL's recent launch, Inspire Change Initiative, a corporation between the NFL and Players Coalition, a group of NFL players seeking to advance the social and racial justice. How y'all feel about that? I feel like that's amazing. Great, man. The the boy Hove, man. He always making moves, man. That's just crazy. I love it. Man, I feel like they just just bringing the culture forward to the NFL, like the times, pretty much. Bring the NFL up to the times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I better see like some Kendrick Super Bowl performances and some Cole and. Yeah, I feel like for lack of a better word, it's, it's a it's, it's a it's a good old boy club in some parts of the NFL, and I think it's just time to like embrace the culture that. Pretty much the NFL thrives off of, and yeah, I think yeah, these just, Super Bowl perform- halftime performances is about to be lit. That yeah, the also social, bringing in the social, social you know, that, yeah, that uh, <clears throat> you know, talk about pushing sh- social justice and criminal justice forward, and yeah, that he's making moves, bro. I love it, man. Pretty amazing. Two rocks in the building. <laughs> oh, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say to the NFL? We in stadiums too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's your boy. It's your boy. That boy, home. Yeah, man. All right. Um, Go, man. That's, that's pretty much all the news I got. Anybody else got anything else they want to talk about in the news-wise? No, sir. All right. So, let's get into yesterday's games, which was the Thursday night's games. Today is Friday as we're recording this. So, last night we saw Kyler Murray go Ooh. against the Raiders, and he went three for eight with, for 12 yards last night. He looked um, the total opposite of his week one performance where everything was cool. Last night, they put a lot of pressure under him, and he looked like a rookie. How y'all feel about him? <laughs> I'm not going to make Welcome any- to the NFL, kid. Right. I ain't going to make any excuses, but with the penalties and all that, that does factor into, you know, the gameplay and defense being able to pin their ears back and all that. But, 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 he, but he caused three other penalties himself. I mean, you know, that's that press to do to you. The ref already, I mean, uh, the coach already talked to the refs about it. You know, the hand movement, they already talked about it. They got to fix that. They definitely got to fix that, though. Oh, for sure. They can't be doing that. If you've been doing that all the training camp, how do you you think they're going to be able to? I mean, I'm pretty sure. It's just the cadence before the snap. That's an easy fix, bro. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like that's an easy fix. But now, but is that offensive line an easy fix? That's definitely gonna be a problem. And they their offensive line looked because last week they didn't really bring no pressure on him, so he was able to just sit in the pocket and you know throw the ball or whatever. Now they seem like they blitz him every play, like they made it their mission to rush his ass, bro. And that offensive line did not do him no favors, bro. So hey, he's gonna be civil line is he's gonna be playing from behind a lot. So that means he's gonna have to throw a lot and he's gonna have to run a lot. So. I'm not scared off yet, I, but I mean, I am noticing though. All right, I'm worried. Goddamn, I ain't scared off, but hey, I'm paying attention. I'm yeah. waiting. I, I think it kind of. Like you've been taking him in like the sixth and seventh round, like. No, 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 no. Oh, the seventh round. When the last? I when took the, him in the tenth round. The, the last draft we had. What's the color? What's the highest you took in Kyler Murray? I think maybe eighth in the uh, Superflex Dynasty. Okay, I think we just be doing a whole bunch of mocks, but yeah, um, yeah I didn't. Yeah, I've not. Nah, I've never been paying up too much for him. Uh, well, his current ADP right now is 801, so uh, would you pay 801? After that performance he just put up. 
Yeah, I, I think we'll it's see, man. It was it was his first game where he had to experience that pressure, man. Like we're gonna see how he responds, man. And it was the Raiders defense. The Raiders, hey yo, are they deep? Is that defense legit? Hey, is, is that bad? Daniel Jones is out? Daniel Jones is out here balling seven for ten, okay. hundred yeah. yards. Okay, so he's repeating what he did last last week, man. He looked good last week, so mm-hmm. hey, I don't know. We'll talk but, about uh, that we'll on the other side that. of the ball. On the other side of the ball. We had um, Josh Jacobs go four for 21, four uh, rushes for 21 yards. He looked good. He like an yeah. oil machine. Derek Carr, um, A-B list, went two for two for 40 yards and drove his team down the field for a touchdown. So they look pretty good. John Gruden has those boys out there playing. Yeah, yeah they do look good, man. Jo- uh, Josh Jacobs had a couple little sick jump cuts, bro. Where he showed that vision and that quickness, bro. Like, hey, he's going to be the guy that out there, man. And uh, – Everybody was talking about Gruden play calling last night. That play calling looked great. Yeah, but, they were just having their way with the Cardinals, but that shit was crazy. I can't wait to watch that Hard Knocks episode, man. They about to be lit on that shit. Right. So let me come down a little bit. It was the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But hey, but still, still need to see that sometimes, you know. Yeah. But still, last year. Um. On to the next game, we had the Jets versus the Jets versus the Falcons. The Falcons did not look good offensively, um, as far as the offensive line, like the starters, the rep, the number ones. But this this was their first time like playing all together with Matt Ryan on the field. Um, they definitely gave up three sacks last night. Matt Ryan was rushed like he was harassed, but he also went ten for fourteen. But it should have been twelve for fourteen because. His last two passes in the red zone, um, Brian Brian Hall dropped the pass in, that touched his hands, and Justin Hardy dropped a pass that touched his hands, which would have been catches if there would have been anybody else on the field. Uh, so he looked good. I think the offensive line will get better as time goes. How y'all feel about Matt Ryan? Man, yeah, Matt Ryan definitely looked good. Yeah, I like Matt, but that O line didn't bring it together. Quinn Williams is a beast, but that O line, hey. Hey, they better get it together. We done. We invested two first round picks in this O line, bro. You better get that Great. shit together quick, bro. In the first to get the next. Man, ain't pan- like we said, we ain't panicking yet. We noticing, bro. Get that shit fixed. Oh, we we're Falcons fans, if y'all ain't noticed. On the other side of the ball, though, um, big ups to Sam Darnold. He looked good again in his second week. Uh, he went five for seven for forty six yards. Um, he looked he looked good. He looked like he's taking that that second step in uh um in that quarterback uh progression. How you feel about? It? I know Carlos is salivating over there. He likes him a lot. He keeps talking about him in the text. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he's definitely taking that second. Looking like he's taking that second year lead, man. He's two straight weeks. He's just been. Lighten it up for that first drive, man. He just drove his team up the field twice, two weeks in a row, and scored. So, hey, he's in, if you're playing in super flex leagues, Darnold, you better put him on your radar, bomb low if you can, draft him late if you can. Right. It if looks the part so far. You going no quarterback draft? You know, drafted quarterback last round, last two picks, Darnold on the radar, and also you know this news has me smiling for my bell shares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. what about um, people who have the Robbie Anderson shares? He uh, had three targets last night. He called all three of them for 32 yards. He, he looked good last night also. Right. As they're talking about uh, using him as the, a true wide receiver one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. into a believer. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, I, he definitely looked like he was running some more routes than he usually does out there. So, he, yeah. yeah, he looked pretty. If they open it up for him, man, we'll see if he looks, you know. Do you believe that? Next year leap. Do you believe that report that came out that said Jamison Crowder is going to have almost 100 receptions? I mean, 100, 100 targets? Um, I don't know about 100 targets. I think he will be uh, heavily evolved, though, in that slot, man. So I still right. think he's a, he's a nice value, too. I feel like Jamison Crowder could be a nice sleeper if he stays healthy. Like, yeah, injuries hold his concerns, man. But, that, I mean, with Darnold looking like that, man, I, all the skill players might just get a bump, man. So, so. My next question is, so what's up with all that uh, Jets offense because of Mr. Behold? Now it's, oh, Brad's looking all. It's still hey, Donald's trash. Looking good. He's still trash. Yeah, Donald's looking good. We're going to see him <laughs> the rest, though. He's Baker looked good, too, but he had, uh, what was that dude's name? Hugh Jackson over there? 
Ryan Tannehill looked good a couple games too, and then he messed that up. That's just they were they were a playoff team, and they still suck. But I will give them their credit right now. They look good right now, man. Yeah. yeah. The offensive line still um, is shaky. Uh, the Falcons were able to get uh, a little bit of pressure. Well, that was after he out, was out the game, so who knows? But um, up on to our next game, we had the Eagles versus the Jags. Um, Nick Foles or Fournette didn't play for the Jags, so it was not really any skill fantasy wise players to talk about for the Jags. The Eagles, Miles Sanders started. That's the biggest thing coming out for the Philadelphia Eagles. He went five attempts for 31 yards. How y'all feel about him, fellas? He looked legit, man. So uh, I got to bring it. You know, this is something to talk about. This ADP going to rise until like running back two. If this uh, keep up, people going to draft him. Man. Yeah, Carlos, you said it's happening. You said it's here. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to wait and see when he was going to get that first touch. I mean, it could just be like we'll see if it holds up if he gets the first touch next week too. Man, but if I was a bad man, I would have took y'all money already. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't think he was going to start the year off getting you know them, be the first running back out there. I thought it was, you know it was, it was looking like it was going to be Jordan Howard for a little bit, but I, I told hey, you I needed to see it. It's happened. It's, it's still preseason though. It's but. still preseason, man. I know we getting. I think everybody getting a little right. excited because we actually see a football like on the regular. But he looked good, man, and and yeah. Peter ain't good. no deeper than that. He, he ain't no Mister B hole, so I think he'll put him out there, man. If he continues to look good, I'm just saying all the beat writers are saying Miles mean, Sanders is the best back. He is the best runner of the football in Philadelphia. So that's and it's been multiple reports too. So one report. Eh, but or, multiple reports. Right. Like you had to might had to start paying attention. I'll tell you on that, Javar. My eyes are open. I'm looking at him. I'm seeing what he got going on. Wait, where is ADP at right now? 601. 601. Yep, so it's already started rising a little bit. Yeah, all right now. All right now. Right. <laughs> Our next game, we have the Bengals versus the Redskins. On the Bengals side of the ball, Joe Mixon with a nasty stiff arm to Josh Norman, who doesn't step on Josh Norman? He's bruh, that was sick, bro. He just bruh. Bruh. <laughs> he stepped on the fuck out of his ass. He bounced his head off the ground. Like, <laughs> Come on, man, the dude got kids. <laughs> Damn. Uh, hey, but imagine getting put on a highlight reel in in uh, preseason. Preseason, bro. Like the dude bruh. cocked his hand back. Bruh. Like, bruh. I know he, he nasty. He jumped up like, bro, just practice. Like, damn, bro, <laughs> going at your full speed. Did y'all, did y'all, did, uh, how do y'all feel about Joe Mixon? I know we talked about him with the offensive line going down to AJ Green, but how do y'all feel about him now? Well, I, I don't know. Did, did anything change like since the last time we talked about him? I guess that's the question I'm asking. New, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. New head coach. See if he can, you know, do some around the line. He he got some players. He got Mixon. He got Boyd. He might have AJ back and Eifert. So you know, new OCC we can do with it. So we just need him to be used heavily in the passing game. And I might need to. I, I had moved him back to thirteen when we talked about the rise and the fallers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I moved him up a little bit already. He might be at like a. He might move up a little bit for me. So because if if he's used like he was, like if like we think. He should still be top ten, and I think you mentioned that when we uh, talked about it. So, yeah. How, how I think, yeah, I think that's fair. If they throw more to Mixon than the tight end, you should definitely move him up this preseason. If they do oh, yeah. that. I think they'll definitely do that. Mixon is a he's one of the best receiving backs in the league. That's what people really don't realize. Mm-hmm. Just because he wasn't used like that with Hugh Jackson, you know, just just know he got that talent. Definitely, he's still that. He's still that guy. Exactly. Uh, on the other side of the ball for the Washington Redskins, um, a couple st- standouts. Adrian Peterson had a big, big run. Uh, he's going currently at 10.01, so he's pretty much a value right now. With Derek Guy's not being cleared to practice yet, that's crazy. Man, that, it's crazy how AP still looks great. Right. He's, he's, like, he's playing, right? He's running for that check. You know, yeah, he, he, you know he ain't got no money. He is, bro. That shit is crazy, bro. That was a night. Like he might. I mean, he's a value, bro. Right. Like he said, he, he's guy's not gonna be there. He's not been cleared to practice yet. So, getting him at ten on one, man. That's a nice little running back to have if you're if you're in a pinch or whatever, or just he'll probably be a nice RB two. 
Yeah, especially if you went like a wide receiver or like tight end, like how I went tight end in that fifth round, that kind of like messed me up a little bit. But Adrian so Peterson is like a. Um, did you say you would like him as your RB too? I read yeah. that. I'm like, saying if needed, if needed. Okay, okay, I feel in. All right, yeah, all right. He's going right next to uh, Devin Singletary. Mm. Who would y'all want there? I might want Singletary if if, if McCoy. Out the door, I might want Singletary. Their offensive flow might be better. If you draft him, you keep talking about ifs. If you draft him right now, who would you want? I might still go Singletary. I'm, I'm going Singletary. Yeah, you go with that I might stuff. If you go, go upside. I'll take the upside of Singletary. All right, so so add Barina into it. Add Barina and Duke Johnson into it. Which one you want? Duke Johnson, Matt Barita, Devin Singletary. Yeah, Devin Singletary. I, I, I'm probably going uh, Barita. I'm going Brita. It really, it really does depend on like how my squad is set up. Because if yeah. I like, if I went, if I got two great running backs, then I probably will go Singletary just to have that upside. But if I went wide receiver heavy, then I probably would go AP just to have the stability. Yeah, depending yeah. on what, which your, which way your team go, I like how you said it right there. Uh, uh, my second. Thanks, stat, man. My second stat. <laughs> My second stat coming out of Washington, I got Dwayne Haskins. He had a, a, a nice second game after an ugly first game. This, the opposite of Kyler Murray. He went 7 for 14 for 114 yards. <laughs> His first touchdown um, was a 50-yard bomb. So he looked good, even though it was still against the seconds. I could still see Dwayne Haskins getting on the field by the end of the year. How y'all think? You think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. But Yeah, I say... Maybe a month, at least. Depends how they start, too, but he, he's going to be on the field this year. So our next game, we have the Packers versus the Ravens. No big stars play for the Packers, so we don't have a lot of news on that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, the biggest thing I got is Lamar Jackson with a 32-yard Madden play. That's all back because of the penalty. But he... Like we all think he was going to do, he's going to run. So yeah, if I thought he wasn't going to run, think again because he's doing it. <laughs> he heard him do with ease, bro. Just that just he's just another perfect example of why you do not take a quarterback before the tenth round, bro. I'm trying to find his ADP now. Where is he going? At eleven oh two. Eleven oh two. Yeah, bro. That's it. That's money. Easy money right there, man. Easy money. That's a, that's a nine point. Finish. That's a nine point play, just like that. He's easily going to finish top fifth, top twelve more weeks than he's not if he's healthy. Yeah, exactly, man. And he looked pretty good too when he was when he was. Yeah, he, he, he didn't look he didn't look bad passing the ball. Yeah, he, he, took, he made he, a couple completions. Yeah, like he he's, like he's taking that next step. Like he's improving. Yeah, that would definitely be dangerous if he fucking gets better in the passing game. All right, now to get in what we all been waiting for, the introduction of the Marathon Continues Dynasty Superflex Tight End Premium League. This is our first year Dynasty League, um, like I said before at the beginning of the episode. So how we're going to do this is we're going to introduce them by the Fantasy Pros Power Ranking System. Uh, we entered our league into the Fantasy Pros website they uh ranked our teams like a power ranking like a normal power ranking and we got the top 12 and so we're gonna go 12. And just a just a little precursor like hey, this is no bias it's fantasy pros ranking guys so <laughs> i don't want nobody to get mad when they hear the rankings and shit don't get mad if your team is sorry but y'all should already and then the dynasty rankings too because they do have where you can put week one rankings we went with the dynasty rankings since it is a dynasty league so i want to see how everybody's like looking right now in terms of dynasty definitely um so like i said we're gonna go 12 to 1 um it's a 12 team league we're gonna introduce the quarterbacks as it's a super flex league so those are the like the, the pretty much the the most important things and we're just gonna go over how we feel about the team all right coming in at number 12 the bottom of the bottom uh, we got says wins uh his quarterback wins. Say wins. Quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan. Uh, Javar, who do you think a couple of his standout players are? Oh, he got uh, Travis at the tight end. He got Zeke, but waiting on Zeke to come back. 
And you know that's 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 really the standouts. He got he got maybe some couple of breakouts. What you think, Los? Um, so for his breakouts, I think he got uh he got a few. He got uh Mike Will, Mike Williams. Um, definitely in line to break out this year. He was one of my um, favorite third-year breakout receivers. Uh, you got Marquez Valdez-Scantlin is a nice little sleeper. You know, there's been reports coming out saying, and Rodgers coming out saying that he's the guy or opposite of Adams in two wide receiver sets. Um, Lamar Jackson, who you just named. And uh, Tony, is it Tony Pollard, right? The running back out there for Dallas? Yeah. That's a nice – I mean, he has Zeke too, so, I mean, he's going to have – I mean, if he, Zeke plays, he really don't need Pollard. But if he does it, Pollard can be a nice little insurance piece. Another little a little strength of his team is it is a dynasty, so he does have three first-round picks coming up in this year's drive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. No, he has two. I think he traded one of them away when he got Zeke. Okay. So he has two now. So, I mean, but he still has two in a deep class this year. Yeah, and yeah. another strength I got for him was um, – he has a good one-two punch at quarterback, having that high upside in Lamar Jackson and having um, Matt Ryan, who I'm really high on this year with everything I named on the quarterback episode. Yeah, he has a great tight end in the game, too. So, like we said before. Kelsey, you are, definitely. And you already premium, he is gold. Yeah, especially in the tight end premium, like you said, you already know how we feel about tight ends after you get past the top six. is pretty much like a streaming thing. So, to have you solidified, locked in, tight end at that position is like puts you at a definite advantage but and uh i don't know if it's a thing for his team but uh it's kind of crazy he has denver chargers and the bears defense for some reason so <laughs> yeah yeah he probably gonna drop one of them uh one or two of them defenses soon though hoarding them. Hey, hey good hey he's a competitor though just hey, he gonna make moves He's he down bottom of dynasty wise now, but hey, he is a competitor. I, I'll definitely give him that. He talks the talk, but can he yeah, walk? Hey, he talks about <laughs> I want Griff as a fool. He is very active. You know, I'm pretty sure he'll be one of the fan favorites once we bring him on to the show. Hell yeah, bro. Dude is a character boy. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into team number 11, we got Gran Turismo. His quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers. A-Rod, uh, he has Baker Mayfield, and he has Eli Manning. Uh, what are some of the standout players you guys see? Um, standouts for him, I got Alvin Kamara. I put Leonard Fournette as one of his standout players, too. Yeah, he can be a standout. He definitely can be a standout. If he pays all – well, he don't even have to play all 16. Just give me 14 for Leonard they Fournette. Say- they and say if he's he, used in a passing game, definitely. They say he uh, he he put the right people around him. He looked like he's healthy. He's been at practice, and he he looks good. They, that's what they're saying on the radio. Yeah. I mean, I've I was I'm definitely a fan of Leonard Fournette, man. I kind of have a sour taste. I mean, because he's just been injured so much, man. But yeah, right price, he. I mean, well, not for the right price. We talking about the team. Like he definitely could be a standout player if he plays 14 games and and he's he used David more in a passing game. No. Right, but I feel like he more of, you know, you know. Yeah, I was going to talk about him with the breakouts, which we yeah. can talk about now. Um, So mm-hmm. for the breakouts and sleepers for his team, I got Tyler Lockett. Um, he definitely could break out this year with no more Doug Baldwin out there. You got uh, David Montgomery, of course, who we just mentioned. Dude is looking great out there in preseason. Um, Definitely think he's a nice breakout candidate. Baker Mayfield got a beast at quarterback. He's Stolen from me, bro, because I definitely wanted him in the third round. Uh, I had to settle for my my nigga Russell, but it's all good. But uh, Payne Barber. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Y'all forgetting Josh Gordon, who we got down there that just been reinstated. That is true. That is another little nice. I mean, he's not really a sleeper. Though. Everybody knows who Josh Gordon right. is. So they might bump him up. Um. So yeah, uh, Payne Barber, if he wins that job and is out there in Bruce Aaron's system, he's definitely a nice sleeper. And Jordan Reed, who's been getting some nice reports out of uh, camp, they say he's been the healthiest he's been in years. He's just another one of them injury-riddled players, man. But if he can stay healthy, he could be a nice little sleeper because he's going super late in drafts and shit. So. And don't forget about my boy Latavius Murray. Oh, yeah, you do got uh, Latavius Murray. Yeah. I didn't put him down as a, uh, as a sleeper breakout, though, because, you know, we know we know what he is. I think he finished as a player. top yeah, 20 yeah. back. He's useful. I mean, uh, I think he finished as a top twenty running back. He has his. I think he. I think Latavius Murray has standalone value. 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, bro. Every run, every second running back out there, like Mark Ingram, had definitely has standalone value. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. So do you think? So do you think I finally won the bet? Are you willing to concede that Latavius Murray finishes higher than Ken Drake? Oh no, 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 no. Because I still think Keon Drake is going to be the starter when he comes back, bro. Like, dude, probably got like an ankle injury, bro. Like, we, I ain't, I'm not. Panicking. We got a report today from Sleeper that said uh, Kalen Bilal looked like a monster at practice today. Yeah, and that and could very well Keon be true. Keon Drake is currently in a walking boot. That could very well be true, man. But I'm, I'm sorry, I've looked at the tape of Kalen Bilal, bro, and this dude just doesn't really have it, man. Like, he broke that nice 16 yard run the other day, but if you look at all his other touches, man, they were pretty much just tackled in the backfield, tackled in the backfield, and then, like, he got targeted twice. And Well, he was playing with the twos, man. Now that he's playing with the ones, he probably... ain't got nothing to do with not turning around to look for the ball, bro, when you're going out for a route. And Gabe, in the back of the head. Drake <laughs> has more, like, big play potential than uh, Balage or even Murray. So. I just think about probability to win. I'm talking about end of season. I'm not talking about week to week. I'm talking about end of season. Savius Murray will finish higher than Ken Drake because he's going to be legit bet. I'm that, we, I, I agree with you on that. I just like my odds to win if, if King Al Drake is the starter out there. All right. So we're going to see, though. We done got beside the point now. but <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go get into the next team then. So team number 10, we got me and that fat fool. Uh, his quarterbacks. Uh, Jimmy G, um, he has Mariota, and he has Nick Foles and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater not starting. Um, who are some of the standout players you guys got for him on his team? Well, you know, he got CMC, you know. CMC. CMC, that. Is a monster. Right, so he got him and Ertz at tight end, and then really the rest of the, the players to me, he is a really – set balanced team to me, honestly, especially if Anderson is that number one. T.Y. kind of take a hit now, but if luck back, that team is balanced. I really he like got him. a great running back core, man. He has uh, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Freeman in his flex. He probably has the best flex out of everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Devontae Freeman is like cheating in a flex, bro. That is. He, uh, the, uh, it depends on. Have we had any, any other news about Derrick Henry? They've been pretty quiet out of that camp about the um, mm. leg injury yeah. previously. Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't seen that. I haven't heard anything yeah, other than when he was in a boot or whatever, but they're saying it's not serious. So, so like, like, with all other injuries, we'll see. When we get he's, still project, he's still projected 12 points right now. So, I guess Sleeper hasn't heard anything either. You got any of the breakout sleepers, slash sleepers you got on this team? Uh, I got uh, Robbie Anderson, nice little breakout candidate at uh, receiver, and uh, Derrick Henry, who, if he's healthy, I think can definitely break out if he's given that workload that he got towards the end of the year last year. Um, I see on his team, I like James Washington as one of the breakout players. I feel like James Washington uh, had a big Mm, game last week. He could uh, potentially move into that number two position in – Pittsburgh, and we all know how that number two position is like a, a salt at the position right now in Pittsburgh, and that pretty much puts you at like you know what I'm saying that, that, yeah. that if you could get like if he's anything like the rest of like Pittsburgh number two wide receivers, you're pretty much getting a number one wide receiver. He has him sitting on his bench right now. We're just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, one of my sleepers, I don't know about how the rest of the fantasy community feels about him. Uh, David Moore, I like David Moore. I feel like he could potentially be the wide receiver one um if i feel like he's i feel like well maybe he could be in competition with Ty, uh tyler lockett for wide receiver one not maybe not as far as like real football goes but as far as like fantasy football i feel mm-hmm. like he could he could see himself with a lot of targets and i feel like in a limited targeted offense is him dk metcalf and tyler lockett and i feel like we know dk metcalf it struggles with the route tree and he's going to be a rookie and he's already going to be you know what i'm saying we already say how we feel about rookie wide receivers mm-hmm. and david moore has been in the offense already he had five touchdowns last year i feel like he could see an increase in his second year in the offense so it can happen i think dk has been running as that second receiver though so. and my thing is with him he's not efficient enough with the passes going his way he don't catch a high percentage of them so if that increased, then yeah. But if that if not, it's gonna be a boom and bust guy. 
Um, so coming in at team number nine, we have Team Edel. What kind of players do you guys see on his team that you like? First, um, just from looking at his team, you can tell he's a, a Saints fan. Ooh. <laughs> we got all the Saints fans. He got Saints and Carolina uh, players. <laughs> that shit's crazy. I thought I called him the NFC South. Yeah, yeah, that's his new team name. But yeah, his, uh, his receiving core is stacked from tight end to wide receiver. That's what stands out to me. He got Michael Thomas, AJ Green, Cup, OJ Howard, and Jared Cook. So you know that 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 set right there stands out. And with David Johnson at running back, and I hate saying his name, Lamar Miller, running back too. But hey, he does right. have a nice squad when you look at it, man. Well, in a week one because he's probably a little higher. But, yeah, he doesn't have any nice first round picks. That's what probably puts him back in the dynasty rankings. Yeah. So coming in at team number eight, we have Big Age in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> His quarterbacks are Sean Watson and Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins. I, I'm sorry, I missed that one. Um, who are the couple stars you got? I got him. A couple of his stars is being Melvin Gordon, questionable. Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen. Uh, a lot of two out of three of those stars are currently hurt or not at the team practice right now. All those current, all those stars. Yeah. Well, well, yes, all those stars. Damn. So that's hey, Gordon. Gordon's the only one I'm really kind of worried about now. Um, if he misses time, then that can suck. But um, AB's looking like he's coming back, and Keenan Allen. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm not really worried about that yet. So. He has some nice things. He's one of the few teams with three standouts that I, I got for. Breakouts and sleepers for him. I got Marlon Mack, who we just talked about earlier. Has a great chance to break out this year. Um, not really affected on if Luck or Brissett's behind center. Dante Pettis, AP, um, Geronimo Allison, who if he wins that number two job, can, like we just said, he can be very valuable as that number two receiver for Aaron Rodgers. And another dude that he just put me on that I really wasn't even noticing until recently, I, I will give him this, is Albert Wilson. Have y'all been on him? I mean, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's um, he got hurt last year, I think, in, like, the sixth round. But dude was uh, ranked as a 20th receiver before going down, and he's going super-duper late in drafts. So, yeah. if, he's, if he stays healthy, I think he's, Man. Uh, I think he's a slot receiver out there, though, so – I want he's getting a lot of Devonte Parker. Yeah, I said anybody else was starting, uh, his value kind of goes down a little bit. I forget about Steels over there too. Still a sleeper because I think Rosen will take over at some point in the year. I did forget about Steels, Javar. I just want Dante Pettis. If I'm gonna take a chance on the wide receivers in Miami, I want Dante Pettis. I don't like, Devontae if Parker. I just had to take a shot. Like that's my late round flyer. Devonte Parker. This Devontae is. I was about to talk about Dante Pettis. And I was talking about how he has fallen. So, like, what at one point seemed to be, like, a solid wide receiver two for him, now is looking like, you know, he's looking shaky at wide receiver two. Right. I was about to say, Los, I thought it was uh, to be determined on Pettis. He he out my sleeper. It's to be determined. We're falling. Yeah, he got to step his game up, man. He got two more – two more or one more week because he probably won't play in the fourth game. But Yeah, he might be playing in the fourth game. How he going? Huh? But coming in at number seven, we got Chowderhead. Chowder. Chowder. Uh, his quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> who are some of the, I, was, I, I was not going to mess his name up. Trubisky? <laughs> what are some of the standout players you guys like on his team? I got Connor, um, Juju, and Adam Thielen. I like. I like Sony Michelle on his team also. Yeah, definitely now. Now, I don't you, think he's a standout yet, but I definitely like that piece as my RB two. I like it. Yeah, I would say that's a good. I think that's a good one two RB combo right there. Yeah, that's what I got for his strengths. Uh, I like the one two combo in uh, Juju and Adam Thielen too. I think that's also a nice little combination. Um, I haven't. Heard, I heard Juju been looking pretty nice in training camp. We have, of course, we haven't seen him on the field yet. But if he takes that next step in the Antonio Brown uh, shadow, he, that could be like a, a dangerous one-two combo for uh, um, a team ranked number seven in Dynasty right now. Okay, but I like Aaron, his Marvin Jones right there and his flex where he and uh, he's a red zone guy. He's probably gonna be with the tight end 
going to turn out like that. Or if the tight end is not the red zone guy, Marvin Jones will be the red zone guy for Detroit. So that will get some upside too. So. He is my sleeper of sleepers on the sleeper episode. So coming in at number six is a team I'm surprised is actually this low. Uh, Sniper Gang Tony. Um, he has at quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, and Dwayne. Oh, that explains it. Uh, Dwayne. <laughs> damn, boy. He's stupid. Oh, and Dwayne, damn, and Dwayne Haskins. Um, but I was looking, and I was just surprised because I see that he has two first-round picks here, and I like his standout players, Ty Gurley, uh, Tariq Hill. Not so much Amari Cooper with the Hill injury going on, but he got – total steals with Todd Gurley and Tyreek Hill because we drafted so late. So uh, early. I mean, yeah, so, so early. Yeah. The rest of that, my bad. I mean, he, we drafted so early, so he was able to get those at, like, I think he got Todd Gurley in a third, and he got Tyreek Hill in the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. 11th round, bro. He just got a free receiver, free top five receiver in the 11th round. Yeah, he also has uh, Damian Williams, who I've admitted he's failing in my rankings, but Carlos still loves him. Jabari, you still like Damian Williams? Uh, I ain't trying to draft him, but if I, you know, I got to. I ain't to, trying to draft him. <laughs> what? I'll I, I just get cooked. Or for me. Still there. If Cook's still there, I get cooked. It ain't like I'm losing out if I get Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. More for me. I just yeah, I, he's, not, he's, he's, not, he's become not one of my targets either. Why not? Uh, I try to Um, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't have like, I don't. I wish I had like a like a solid answer. Like, cause I was high on him. Cause I remember in the beginning episode with the running back. I'm high on like Andy Reid's running backs, but with this news of like, I guess like the RBCs coming, like he might employ an RBC. Um, it's not Carlos Hyde, and then like with the hype train of Darwin Thompson coming, I just feel like. Damon Williams might not do enough to keep his job for the whole year. So and let me bring it back. Let me bring you back. Uh, talk you off the ledge a little bit. though. All right. So just go back and look at the stats for every Andy Reid RB1. First of all, like I know the name is doesn't sound nice, but it's still RB1 in Andy Reid's offense. And I don't know if y'all saw, but the new uh, the new projections that came out for the 53 man roster on the Chiefs. Uh, Carlos Hyde was left off. That that roster, bro. So I don't think Carlos Hyde is not a threat to take Damian Williams' job, bro. Like if this dude he's left off, like he's not going to make the team. Uh, yes, that's what he was projecting. Like I mean, he could change, but I mean, Darvin Thompson could have made him expendable. Um, so I don't. I, I mean, anybody who's the RB one though for the Chiefs is going to be yeah. great, right, so in my I opinion. Lose Carlos now. If 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 Hyde is off, all right. Now I ain't got hey. Hey, Hyde is a bum. Even I'm if he's there, he's a bum. I think, I think the problem is... I still want Darwin. I'd rather have Darwin in the later rounds. I mean, you just need an injury. That's the only way they're going to be relevant, those other running backs. I'm not buying that committee shit, bro. He's literally... I, I, he's think I can see, because, bro, we're talking about a back who ain't really, you know, what, what what's the most touches he's had in his career? Like 50-something, and, you know, I, it's still to be determined. Bro, I got to show me some. That's why... That's why I'm saying I can't draft him that high. Rather as, you know, Cook, you know, at least he doesn't show me it's just injuries. I know he got the ability and all that. And then, right. so, you know, he got right, so let me, let me, all right, so let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I got these, these running backs are going around each other within like four to five picks. Carrion Johnson, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, or Devonta Freeman. Which one you want? Bro, in this order, give me carry on and and interchange Freeman. Now, give me carry on Freeman, Fournette, and then Berber. I think they're they'll Damian Williams and carry on are really close to my rankings. But oh, without looking at them right now, I think I would probably go Damian Williams just going off of just being in a better scoring offense. I think I would choose Damian Williams. I think I just got Carrion. scared a little. I would go with your situation over talent, and that's you know. It's just a little. It got murky. It's just getting murky in uh, Kansas City, and I would just rather go with somebody who I know had a, a, a starting position. And I would probably go KJ or Devonta Freeman. I'm actually getting real high on Devonta Freeman. Pause. Uh, y'all who keep on. Thinking? I love that y'all sleeping on Damian Williams because we got some drafts coming up. And I'm not sleeping on him. He's just not one of my targets. I feel you. 
Um, so that was on Slapper Gang Tony. So coming in at number five, I think you got um, top five dead or alive big thing. <laughs> Wonder who that is. AKA the Dynasty champion who's gonna win this year. Um, Sounds good. Quarter- <laughs> as my quarterbacks, I got uh, Jameis Winston and the Great White Hope, Josh Allen. Who y'all think of my standout players? I want y'all. I want to hear y'all talk about my team and how popping it is. Barkley. I put down Sarquan Barkley, Devontae Adams, great, you know, core of, you know, at your running back one and wide receiver one. And uh, Brandon Cooks, I got another standout because he's just super consistent. He's not like a high-end wide receiver one, but, you know, he's going to have a wide receiver one weeks. Um, but finish around that 14, 15-ish mark. Um, what you got, Javar? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Then he got some uh, with uh, James White. You uh, you know, he was ranked in the top 15 last year. Y'all, y'all just said he was the perfect RB2. Don't don't take back what you said. I, I ain't saying that, but I'm just saying. That's <laughs> don't get defensive now. All right, you can have James White up there scoring how you feel like. Still on him, so yeah, with James White up there, then he got Tyreek Cohen, so he got two of similar type players. So, you know, we all feel James White is going to get an increased role this year. I ain't really felt how or seen how people felt about Cohen, but you know, some of his touches could be up in the air. And I got Carlos Sleeper of all sleepers, the oh so smooth Kenny Galladay. He was, I put him down as a breakout slash sleeper for you. Along with James White, Mark Andrews, and uh, Justin Jackson, too. So if uh, Melvin Gordon does hold out, I definitely think he could be valuable. Yeah, they say him and Evan, uh, Adam Eckler are supposed to be splitting 50, uh, 50-50 with the carries this year, as long as Melvin Gordon is holding out. Melvin Gordon better come back, bro. <laughs> Stop playing. All right, so team number four, we got cryotherapy regulated footwear. <laughs> Right, man. Uh, reference to uh, Antonio Brown, um, his uh, starting quarterbacks. He got Big Ben, Sam Darnold, who we just raved about, Joe Flacco, and the impressive looking Daniel Jones. Pretty nice uh, qu- quarterback stack. How you guys feel about the rest of his team? Yeah, he does have some uh, nice upside at his quarterback position. Right, That's and uh, he's deep at running back and <laughs> wide receiver too. He got. He has a lot of depth. Yeah, he got a nice squad, man. Definitely. He got a great squad. Carry out, carry on OBJ and Kittle for his breakout. So he got one of them top three tight ends. Um, or not for his breakout. Did I say breakouts or standouts? You said breakout, but. Oh, yeah. So standouts, my fault. Um, and then y'all named a few of them. Um, but I would still put in Vance McDonald and Justice Hill for his sleepers. Um, so, yeah, he has a nice. Nice squad, man. He's probably going to be making some more moves, though. He done made about 20 trades already. Yeah, he is one of the most happiest trading guys. He started yeah, off the yeah. um, six-team trade. I think he's had Dalvin Cook twice this year. Three-way trade, yeah. <laughs> Dalvin yeah, Cook. Bro. Shout out to Fantasy uh, Football Experience. Yeah. All right, man. Make sure y'all follow that guy, man, on Twitter at FFX Experience. Uh, just without the E. Just keep on going to Experience. Make sure you follow him. He's a good follow, and he's a good uh, league mate. Up-and-coming uh, analyst, you know. Definitely. Coming in at number three, we got the one and only crown young Simba himself. This is Javar's team. Um, his quarterbacks, he has Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff, and Andy Dalton. A couple of the stars that I like when I looked at his team were Julio my favorite football player, um, Joe Mixon, and Javar's favorite player of all time, Le'Veon Bell. Who are some of the players that uh, you liked on his team when you saw Um, So for his breakouts and sleepers, I got um, that boy Miles Sanders. I'm going to give it to him now. Um, Even though he he only liked him because he was on his team. (laughs) If y'all haven't heard that clear about Javar, any player that he's really high on is because they're on his team. (laughs) Just trust but verify. Whenever he talks of a player, go check his squad out. See if he got on his team real quick. (laughs) So for his strengths, I got uh, he got great running back and receiver starters. And uh, he has great depth with uh, Miles Sanders, Deshaun Jackson, Moncrief, and Kirk on his bench, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I like Debo Samuel on his bench, too. I'm not a big fan of the uh, Julio-Calvin Ridley combo. I'm definitely not a big fan of Eric Ebaum. 
<laughs> Did I call him Eric E. Bum? Yeah. Regress. All right, all right. So, so, so with this, let me ask. Oh, I do have two first two. I have two first round extra. So, with the Julio and Ridley thing, you have Julio top three, and you have Ridley top twenty, but you don't like the double set. Right. I don't know if Ridley is in my top twenty, bro. It, even if he's in top twenty-five, that's still a good rod receiver three. <laughs> but I feel like the cap, but it just caps your team though. How both of them have a bad? Yeah, it it kind of it can't cap your because like you want you want players to have a great chance of scoring a touchdown every week, even though that ain't gonna happen. But if you have you know uh, receivers from the same squad, like your chances of your starting receivers both scoring touchdowns every week just goes down lower. But it can work out if you uh, if they're top five offense, you know what I mean, and they're getting all the targets out there. It could definitely work. Mm-hmm. So I, I, at the time of the pick, I felt like it was value. You know, it's really he a young receiver. He looked great last year, better than damn great last year. And if anything happened to Julio, boom, Julio gone. I got really so it's really a not- knock on wood. Don't be just Calvin really, Calvin really is great. He's great route runner. Um, I think that's why his, he transitioned better than a lot of receivers um, in his rookie the year. Best route runner of that class. Yeah. So, but that t- them touchdowns definitely gonna come down. So. It's gonna be a lot of games where it was a dynasty move. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you definitely. Uh, well, coming in at number two, we have team recycled trash. Uh, <laughs> his quarterbacks are Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Andrew Luck. By far the deadliest quarterbacks. Clearly, he played Superflex before, <laughs> or he did his uh, research, Ron. One of the two. Yeah. How do you feel about his team? Just like you said, but he's he's great QBs, um, top three QB. Like you know, you got other teams who got three quarterbacks, but none of them are as good as him. So that tells me he's gonna have a either a great trading piece if somebody needs a quarterback, which is probably gonna happen, or he's just gonna have that luxury of just starting the two best quarterbacks according to his matchup. So that's definitely a plus for him. Um, and then he has a his standouts I got was uh, Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, great one two punch at running back. Great, yeah, and he has a nasty one-two punch at tight end. I don't know how this happened. Uh, he has Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram. Yeah, and that's a, like a cheat code if you could have a tight end in your flex because they the one in your flex gets a point for a reception too. So yeah, tight end premium. That tight end premium is is crazy. Now we can proceed to the main events. <laughs> yeah. Number one team coming in our dynasty power rankings. Is Carlos's team Loso knows his quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, Colin Murray, and Case Keenum, and he has Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, ringing up the rear. A couple of the stars that I saw in his team that just makes his team pop out to me is Carlos is always wide receiver strong, so he's always going to be one of the top teams in the league. Uh, in Dynasty. In Dynasty. In, in Dynasty, where wide receivers are. He has. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and Stefan Diggs. Beast. That's just a beast. Uh, that's a that's a beast three coming in. He also has a dangerous one-two punch at running back with Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. I uh, see a top 10-year coming from Aaron Jones, and we all think uh, Josh Jacobs could potentially see 250-plus uh, carries and finish as a, as a running back number one. Yes, what you think? Um, I think it could be a little bit shaky with uh, Kyler Murray. I think a lot of his team depends on how Kyler Murray goes this year. If Kyler Murray uh, is one of those running backs that is a cheat code because uh, Russell Wilson has fallen in my rankings because I just think he's not going to be throwing the ball as much. They're, that team is a running team now. They're the number one running team in football. So I feel like Russell Wilson is not won't be like a perennial quarterback top 12. Um, how you feel about his team, Jabbar? Uh, I like he got some uh, sleepers and some, uh, you know, at running back that will get touches. And we all in fantasy football, it's all about the volume, not all about some skill, but mostly it's about your volume and what you're going to get. And he got Ronald Jones, who could be in play for some touches. We got Royce Freeman. Who uh Royce went play for some touches. We got Duke Johnson who just recently traded to Houston. Hey y'all, oh, just time out. Y'all know the results of that poll real quick. Uh tell me oh. about it. Let me know. 
I think it's like 66 to 34 now. Tell the people what. Favor. Oh, oh yeah. So just a little sidebar. Um, I post a little stat about Duke Johnson, what his you know rushing was between the tackles last year. So I just put a little poll up on Twitter, um, and I posted them, um, and I you know asked them if they thought he was a real threat to take Lamar Miller's job, because he was like top five in yards per contact or yards after contact per attempt. He was like number one in um, missed avoided tackle per attempt, one point four seven um points per touch that was like top three i think and i just pretty much asked if they thought he was a real threat to steal his job and um right now i'm winning anyway right now i'm winning in the poll so that's just something to keep in know if you're listening just nice little sleeper to have y'all can go on i don't think so <laughs> Agree i don't to think he has that Agree much value i still like i said before i still think lamar miller is the guy to have in that backfield yeah, I think. I think another deep sleeper he has on his team that makes his team such a nasty team in Dynasty is he has Kareem Hunt sitting in his injury. Yes. Right yes. And so eventually, whether it be this year or whether it be next year, he'll have another vicious running back on his team. And he has the eventual replacement to uh, uh, Zach Ertz out there in Philadelphia with um, Goddard on his bench. Let, um, uh, let me just say real quick, though, before you uh, move on off of me, my fault. Um, another just because I I did rank my team too. Like the another breakout that I don't know if y'all know about about me. I feel like is D.D. Westbrook, Westbrook yeah. who yeah who led the team in pretty much every category at receiver. Led the team in targets, um, yards, receptions, touchdowns, and he's getting an upgrade at quarterback. And he's getting not only that he's getting a um, quarterback who likes to throw to the slot. Well, that brings us to the end of the power rankings. Um. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to keep you guys updated on this league. We're going to follow it, give you like the waivers, give you the trades that happen, any matchups of the week. Matchups of the week. We just want to produce a lot of content for you guys coming from this league. So we just wanted to get the introduction out there, introduce you to the teams. Hopefully, you guys pick a favorite team. If you like this episode, listen to it, comment, tell us which team you like the most. Which team do you predict to be the the finishing, the champion? Which team do you think finishes number one? Um, you guys got anything else to say? Nah, no, sir, man. Just ready to get this season started, man. We're so close. Thank you for all the support so far. We reached another milestone, 500 followers on Twitter. Hey. If you haven't, if you haven't followed yet, man, please go ahead and hit that follow button. Fantasy in session, just with an N, not I N. And uh, that's it. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be back again probably in the next couple of days, next week, at, to review the next the the Friday and Saturday preseason games and probably the Monday night game. Well, we'll probably be recording during the Monday night game, so we'll, we'll just see. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll be definitely reviewing. The Friday and Saturday preseason games that went and tell you the the standouts and potential fantasy breakouts from those games. And without further ado, a peace out. Peace. Have a good one.